I'm what you might call a master procrastinator. I'm a master at taking anything that I can do and saving it all the way to the last minute. I can remember many times in high school, in college, in seminary, at the beginning of the semester, the teachers assigning the project, they say over and over and over again, it's due at the end of the semester, you have plenty of time, don't wait to the last minute, don't do it all the night before, it's going to be too much work, don't do it. And they'd say it again and again and again all throughout the semester, have you started yet? Don't wait, don't wait. And then high school Patrick, and college Patrick, and seminary Patrick, and father Patrick's all still said, I got this, I have plenty of time, I'll do it later, I'll do it next week, I'll do it tomorrow, keep kicking that can down the road as, as long as I possibly can until I blink, and it's the night before to do, and I haven't done anything, and now I have to stay up all night long and cram in this work to get everything done, and probably there's now 10 other things that I probably also need to do that I have to either say no to, or now be late on, or push those things to the side so that I can focus on this thing that I've now procrastinated until I can't procrastinate anymore. And I bet, I, don't, I hope I'm not the only one who struggles with that, that even beyond school, we wait to the last minute to sign up for things or to register for things, to turn something in with whatever it is. We always, it's like almost like human nature to wait to the last minute because it doesn't really seem very urgent, right? It doesn't seem very important. I have time, I'll do it later. But at some point, though, that shift happens. For me, it was usually the night before, where now what was once not important is suddenly very important and very urgent. And now the one thing that I would, I would ignore, kick to the side, kick the can down the road, suddenly that thing becomes very important. And now what I once said no to all the time, now I have to choose that and say no to all the other things. It becomes the one thing that I have to, I can't do these things because this has to get done now, right? That shift happens. What was once not urgent suddenly becomes very urgent, right? Because the deadline's there. That sense of urgency is what struck me as I was sitting with the readings today and as we kind of unpack, continuing to unpack this reality of our connection with Jesus in the Eucharist. Been talking about different ways why it might be difficult to connect with the Lord. Why do we miss the encounter that Jesus wants to have with us today? I feel like for me, a lot of times, and I think for many of us, I, I, we lack a sense of urgency when it comes to the faith, to my relationship with God. It's always the thing that gets sacrificed. It's always the thing that gets pushed to the side because all these other things come up and, and crowd out and, and demand our attention, right? And in a sense, that it makes sense. These things are they're tangible, there's deadlines, there's going to be concrete effects if I don't tend to these things. As opposed to my relationship with God, or with the Mass, or with the Eucharist, because like, I know it's always there, right? We're always going to have 10 a.m. Mass, Jesus is always going to listen to me, which means he has time to, I can do it next time. There's another chance. I don't often feel the concrete effects of putting Jesus on the back burner or procrastinating when it comes to my relationship with God. How often do we think, like, okay, where am I going to fit Mass in? When am I going to fit prayer in to all the other things that I have to do, right? It's not the thing that orders my day. It's the thing that gets kind of squeezed in somewhere because it's so available and because I don't feel the concrete effects of not doing it, right? Life still goes on. But if I don't do these these important tasks that I have to do, I'm not going to be able to sign up for this or I'm not going to register for that. Like I, I feel the impacts of that. So it's a lot harder to feel the urgency when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. 
Because I can believe it's already there. Like it's always going to be there. And I slowly but surely just kind of get very lax, very laissez-faire with my relationship with God. I just try to fit it in, which often looks like just kind of kicking the can down the road. But I posit that based on the readings today, that there's a greater sense of urgency when it comes to our relationship with God, and specifically when it comes to the Eucharist, than what might initially meet the eye. There's more at stake than we can oftentimes feel. The first reading today from the book of Maccabees, we hear this, this story of these brothers and their mother who were willing to suffer everything for the sake of, of their faith, right? And it's actually probably one of the most gruesome things that we hear at Mass for sure, and one of the most, most gruesome things that's written in the Bible. And it's so gruesome that what we heard today was a very edited version of what's actually in the scriptures. If you notice, we kind of jumped from verse to verse to verse, going over the parts that maybe wouldn't have been best to say in Mass, right? But it's important that if you, if you want to read the unedited version, go and read the second book of Maccabees. These sons and their mother, this, the command was simple, eat pork. That's all you have to do. Eat this pork and you'll be fine. But to them, that, that it wasn't just a simple thing as eating pork. It was like, this is God's law that he has given to me. And like he has promised eternal reward for those who follow his law. And so they were willing to let nothing get in the way of, of jeopardizing them not being ready for what God was offering to them. So they were willing to, to endure everything. They were willing to, to, to suffer torture, to suffer watching their family get tortured, and eventually dying because they would let nothing get in the way of their breaking the law that God had given to them. They were firmly convicted of all the things that Jesus talked about in the gospel. That there is a resurrection, that there is heaven, that there is eternal life, a place with no pain, no suffering, the fulfillment of every desire of our heart, eternal happiness. They knew that. And they wanted nothing to get in the way of them being ready to receive that gift when God was ready to give it to them. Nothing got in the way. Nothing came first. That was the one thing they continually said yes to, which means everything else was a no. Which means something as simple as eating pork was a no, even to the point of giving everything. They knew the urgency and they knew the deep need that they had to receive the promise of God. The greatest reward that we could ever hope for, like eternal life in heaven, is what is on the line every time we come to Mass, every time we receive the Eucharist, every time we talk to God in our prayer. Like the greatest gift of, of our, beyond our imagining is what is at stake. That's, that's the greatest need that we have. And God is only going to offer that to us as a gift. He's never going to force it upon us. It can only be received as a gift, which means I have to be ready to receive it. And so the question that these, these men and, and their mother were, were convicted of, and the question to offer to us today, is am I convicted of my need for this gift? And am I willing to let anything get in the way of me being ready to receive that gift? Because the, 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 the saying is true that we don't know the day nor the hour. Am I ready to receive this gift of God? And am I, am I willing to let anything get in the way of me being ready to receive it? Do I see the urgency of me always being ready? The mother, this mother and their brothers were convicted of that. They knew they needed it. They wanted that more than anything. And everything else was willing to be let go of just so that they could receive the gift that God was offering to them. 
And as we hear stories like that, as we hear the accounts of the martyrs and all these people who have so beautifully died for their faith, it can kind of like, the question that usually comes to my mind is like, would I be willing to die for my faith like that? If I was in their situation, would I be willing to say yes like they did? And that's a great question. But right now, that's a hypothetical question for all of us. Like, please God, none of us are going to be put in that situation where we have to ask, am I willing to die for my faith? Am I willing to die for Jesus? But there is a question that we could ask that's not hypothetical, that is still a very real question, that whether we know it or not, we answer every day. Am I willing to live for Jesus? Am I willing to live every moment of every day for Jesus and let nothing get in the way of that? Because at the end of every day, the way that we've lived that day is our answer to that question. We answer it every day. When we go to bed at night, did I live for Jesus today? So reality is, when I live for him, when I choose him above all else, it has an impact. Every moment I spend with the Lord, everything that I offer to him and choose for him, like it transforms my heart. Grace is poured out upon us, and that grace makes a difference. Every time I choose Jesus, it makes an impact. That's why it's so important to be ready to choose him. This, this, these people in the book of Maccabees didn't just wake up one day and, and have that kind of a courage. They chose it every day. They continually chose to live for the Lord. And it had an impact. It changed their hearts. If we want to be like that, it begins with choosing Jesus. It begins with living for him and seeing the urgency and the importance of why at every moment I can let nothing get in the way of that. That's why we do things like processions, because it it shows concretely with our bodies, I'm following no one but Jesus. He's my king. He's the one that I follow, and he's the one that I want to choose. As we prepare to receive him today as we celebrate this Mass today, I invite you to sit with that question. Am I willing to live for Jesus? Do I see and do I know the urgency that's behind why I choose to follow him? As we pray today, I invite you to pray for the grace of urgency. That we could always let, always choose the Lord and let nothing get in the way of that choice. Amen.